The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. At Cole's Friends and Family Sale, the back-to-school savings add up with an extra 20% off. Save on Skechers for the family. Girls stretch jeggings, just $12. And save on an Instant Pot and luggage. Plus, take an extra 10% off home. Plus, everyone gets Kohl's cash. Plus, free Amazon returns now at all Kohl's stores. This weekend at Kohl's. Offers valid July 25th through 28th. 20% with promo code SHOPFAMILY. 10% off home with promo code HOMEDEAL10. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. The Masters is back. Stream all four days from Augusta and get every second of... Big swinging, glorious setting, career besting, water splashing, record breaking, tiger taming, Rory winning, maybe, eagle making, green jacketing, golf glory you could ask for. Grab a Now TV Sky Sports Week Pass and watch all four days of the Masters for just 15 euro. Search Now TV today. Content streamed via the internet, full terms at nowtv.com. Well, you follow me, Colin? Uh, I'm just checking. You're verified. I am verified. verified. Robin and I marched on Twitter headquarters in San Francisco. That's we did that bit a couple weeks ago. That's a true story. Despite the better judgment of the Tony Bruno extravaganza, we now present. You have a big mic. First new message. Hey, you, man. That was the first time I read it. Peace. The tease promo. Damn it. Degenerate gambling scum. What I said, you don't mean now. All right, let's roll this tape, man. We're on. Now, we return to a man who is always outraged. That's an outrage. Here is Tony Bruno. Uh, hello there, kids. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for coming out. It's a Wednesday night. We're live at Comedy Sports Village. This crowd is ready. It's a... Uh, I'm, I'm more excited because I'm leaving for San Francisco yes, on Saturday. You're going to leave us here. Get out of this us. Old move. In the snow. And heading out for nine days for Super Bowl fun. It's Tony Bruno. We're live at Comedy Sports Philly, CSE Philly. In fact, a week next Monday night, we'll be at Comedy Sports San Jose. I saw that. Doing yes. our live podcast, our first of the week of uh, Super Bowl fun. Mm-hmm. So we'll tell you more about that. Tony Bruno, Miss Robin is here, running around frantically for the last couple of hours. As always. Now? As she's one to do. I am. I am one to do that. Yes. She's like the uh, she's like the school mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know exactly. I mean? Like right, right. She's like the prince. The unpaid school mom that comes in and just runs around. Like the nun. Right. Would get the ruler out. Yeah, make well, sure yeah. everybody was uh, exactly being taken care of. I right. don't have a ruler. I just have a whip. Right. Oh, that's better. <laughs> and of course, so Joe Corrado here, one of our favorite Twitter guys. Joe Corrado. Everybody loves him. Everybody follows him on Twitter. The sickest man on. I well, am. He is sick. I am. The meme sick king. In the head. Yeah. You are the meme king, though. How do you do it? I just they grasp him out of uh, you know. Do you go to the internet? Anything that happens, Joe has a meme for it within 10 seconds. <laughs> no, a GIF. A GIF or a meme? I don't, I, I, I don't know what they're, they're moving pictures do to me. Do you make your own GIFs? No. Nah, I just grasp them from 
from Google them, basically. I don't know how. I, I'm going to talk to you later because you yeah. are the king of it, and I need to learn a little bit more from you. Exactly. Insanity has a lot to do with it. Of course, it. the man up at the wheels of steel and the god Mike, he's a man who works 24-7 and doesn't make a dime on this show. The great Luigi Cardo up right. there in the garden. What up? Luigi, all right? He's good. He's always working, see? So he, he is. He is. The guy works like 24 hours right. a day. He, he doesn't have to time work. to dilly-dally. During the yeah. snowstorm, he's right. like, oh, I got to drive into work. He 92 straight hours you work. And I'm like, dude, mm -hmm. you don't have to go to work. Mm -hmm. With all due respect to your job, you're not, a, you're not, a, you're not putting up electrical wires. You're he's not plowing he's, snow. Right. He's committed. And he says, I got to drive to work. I'm, I'm right. in security. I said, who the hell's working where you're going to secure? What do he you even have to secure? He even periscoped his ride, his ride on the highway. Outrage. Yeah. Robin and I periscoped uh, digging out my I, mother's I saw, uh, street in South Philly the other day. <laughs> yeah. We had two. I didn't hear gunfire in the background. Are you sure it was South Philly? It was. You know, South, I played there was no fire. Uh, it's amazing how many people tuned in from. No everywhere. lawn chairs flying no, around or anything. No. 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 no but no. I'll tell okay. you what, though, the people who did the saves these thing. Uh huh. And I saw a lot of cones. I don't blame them. I know the city's telling people, if you're going to dig out your own spot, don't put a cone or a chair out there. Right. Screw have, that. Have you seen Screw something? That. You've seen the streets. They're a disaster. If you're going to dig a spot out. And you want that spot back, right? That's right. Because you the other people aren't in. digging their cars out. Exactly. I mean, we were watching people, and a lot of times it was taking them two hours mm -hmm. and more to dig their cars exactly. out. Exactly. Right. We, were, we did a live periscope. And that was heart attacks now. We did a live periscope. We couldn't even get to my mother's neighborhood on oh, Sunday. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it was So impossible. there was this woman digging her car out. We opened mm -hmm. a window and interviewed her. Right, Then right. I went down the Italian market. You were like man on the street. I went into De Bruno Brothers. Right, right. The great cheese store. <laughs> I stopped in the middle of 9th Street. Yeah. Got out of my car, went in, and they were open. Hey! Right, right. I should have exactly. asked the guy for a nice little you know, piece yeah, of cheese. Yeah, a little, right, kind. a little complimentary. And I said, I'm stopped in the middle of the street. He said, that's all right. The last guy that came in here... Stayed out there for half an hour and came yeah, and bought stuff. Nobody cares, right? So it was, it was a crazy week. Uh -huh. Everybody's digging out, not just here in Philadelphia, but up uh -huh. and down the eastern seaboard, except in the Bay Area where they're not digging out yeah, anything. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. Except yeah. trying to find parking and yes. Super Bowl tickets, and we'll have a lot of fun next week. The Super Bowl. Shakuri's going to be out the wazoo, I heard. Oh, so it's nuts. Be, it's going to yeah. be insane. Yeah. Uh, we got a great show tonight for you, too. Eddie Alvarez is here, one of our great local <laughs> UFC <laughs> champions. <laughs> Eddie's going to come up here in a second. You know, speaking of great Philadelphia, Philadelphia is a boxing town. You go oh, yeah. way, way back. Just, you know, mm -hmm. this is a boxing mecca. Now, obviously, MMA is humongous. Mm -hmm. But when you think about the great fighters who've come out of this town mm -hmm. going way, way back, and, mm -hmm. you know, Joe Frazier, you, the list goes on and on. Mm -hmm. Down there on the East Pass, Yonkin, South Philly, there's a right, statue, the statue of Joey Giardello. Joe Gendelli, yeah. I mean, the list of fighters from Philly, it's a great mm -hmm. boxing town, and now it's becoming a, a world-renowned uh, UFC town yep. to MMA, not just UFC, which is the king, the granddaddy of all the MMA organizations, but you've got Bellator, and then you've got down in Atlantic City at the Borgata, they mm -hmm. do CFFC, right. which is another local, a lot of local guys go in there, and they get discovered, and they move up the ranks, and that's what it's all about, so yep. Eddie's going to join us in the middle. Meanwhile, we had another great fighter over the week, so you know what, the Eddie Alvarez and Danny Garcia have something in common, they were both on network television winning their fights most recently. Da huh. Danny Garcia was on Fox on uh -huh. Sunday, Saturday night, primetime. Do you realize that uh -huh. was the very first primetime ever boxing event held on, uh, since 1995? 1995 Amazing. was the last time. I'm not talking about Showtime. Uh -huh. or I'm talking about over-the-air, regular TV. Because when Danny Garcia fought Robert the Ghost Guerrero Saturday uh -huh. night in, uh, in the Staples Center in Los uh -huh. Angeles in the packed house, primetime on Fox. And then, of course, when Eddie had his bout up in Boston at UFC Fight Night 81... That one was on live TV, too. So two guys on national television from the Philadelphia, both Philly guys right. representing the city. That's awesome. That is very that's awesome. So we'll talk with Eddie in a couple of minutes. Uh, a lot of people giving me love for my uh, Super Bowl picks. Now, remember, yes. last week, 
When we do the show on Wednesday, I, know, I don't normally give out my football picks. Right. But we had Ken Cage here from Airplane Repo. And uh -huh. then at the end of the show, I says, all right, what do you guys like? And we all went with the chalk, New England uh -huh. and Carolina. Correct. And then I said, yeah, you're, I'll, I'll, I'll probably go along with you. I think New England's going to win. Uh -huh. So then Sunday, I post my picks on my website, TonyBrunoShow.com. And I said, after leaning toward the Patriots all week. Uh -huh. After further review. Uh -huh. I've been thinking about this game. And something oh, yeah, you let it marinate for a and while. I marinate like everything, right. like this vodka we're going to open exactly. here tonight and pour out. Exactly. I said, I, I, I've been thinking about this. There's something that tells me uh -huh. that Denver, because of their, their defense, they're going to uh -huh. put pressure on Brady. The Patriots can't run the football. Brady's right. been unbelievable in finding ways to win by just throwing and throwing and throwing. Uh -huh. Gronkowski was hurt. I didn't realize how much or little he'd play. But I just said, I'm going with the Broncos. Right. And I took the Broncos with the points. So I wouldn't be surprised if they won. They found a way to win it, and obviously Carolina There was, was another unknown fact that I don't know if you knew. What was that? That officiating crew that worked all the Denver yes. title games yes. was undefeated, undefeated for Denver. Ed Hockley, yeah. I believe it was like 10 and 0. Yeah, so ridiculous. 10 and 0, 10 or 11 Ed Hockley officiates a Denver mm -hmm. Bronco game. Yep. But I don't think the officiating. No, I just, I'm just saying, that was out there like, you know, there's something Ed's weird. Still, you know, Ed has his own website. And yeah, like well, the he's, guy's a, a, he's buff. Right, exactly. Know? Yeah. He's... <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, since the last show, remember I was complaining about my weight? Yes. Because I had on your, your new diet. The I was up. I was diet. 211 when we went mm -hmm. out uh, a couple Saturday nights ago. We went to the. 211. <laughs> Hair of the dog. We went to Hair of the dog, Jarvis. We went to Hair of the dog. I couldn't get my tuxedo pants on. I'm like, this oh, is insane, let man. Let me tell you, we almost did not go. I mean, it was really bad. That's how much weight I had put on because we're in Philadelphia where you don't go out and work out in the winter. Right. You sit a lot of bread. And you're eating tasty cakes at right. 11 o'clock and a mm -hmm. glass of milk. Right. And then you're staying up till 2. We got the Enemans lying around. Exactly. You go out and buy another box of Enemans right. donuts, the chocolate ones. Exactly. And you eat like two or three of those, right? From top or the back. And then it's yeah. 2 o'clock and you're looking for a bad movie on TV. Right. Which you usually cable. find, yes. Then I put Mad Max Fury Road on. I'm watching <laughs> that. Things are blowing up. Everything's yeah. going crazy. So I said, I'm going to lose a pound a day. Uh -huh. So last Monday, I went on the diet. And now here we are a week later. What, 12 days in? Yes. I'm down nine pounds in hey, 12 days. Hey, how about that? And I want to thank Oprah. Oh, and last week you even slipped Oprah, in, Oprah inspired yes, me. Because exactly. Oprah, you know, did you, you know the story I saw, about she Oprah, lost right? like She lost 26 pounds, pounds yeah. because she went on Weight Watchers. Her head's still big, though. It's weird. But here's, here's why Oprah's genius. Mm -hmm. Oprah bought into Weight. She bought stock in yeah. Weight Watchers a couple of months ago. She became an investor in the company. But she needed the money, you know. Yeah, no, but this is how, <laughs> brilliant, this is how brilliant she is. Yes, yeah, she is. So she buys stock in the company, a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And then she decides to go on the Weight Watchers diet. Mm -hmm. So she loses 26 pounds and then tweets out, I lost 26 pounds yeah. on Weight Watchers and I eat bread every day. Exactly right. So and everybody's getting bread tonight. You're getting a loaf of bread and you're going to get a loaf right. of bread. But I haven't been eating bread, though, and yeah. I'm still losing weight. It's all about sugar and it's all about calories. Right. That's what it's Just all keep about. track. We'll talk with Eddie about that. And Jarvis oh, yeah. Peterson's here tonight, too, one of our good buddies. Right. He's going to come up here a little later on. Man who's a legend in this area. <laughs> he is. He's got his own cigar store over there in Lawnside, right. Burn Cigars. He had his own. I want to he get had some vodka. Of vodka. Yeah, yeah, which was good, actually. The vodka was good, man. Yeah. But the vodka business is tough, man. Mm -hmm. Vodka ain't easy. It, it's not. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Not as pimping. It's hard out here for a vodka maker. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we'll have a lot of fun today. We'll have, we have our live mic. We're going to do a, of course, a couple of updates tonight. We have now taken it because of Miss Robin's unbelievable hard work. Mm -hmm. You know, these segments we mine. do. 
You know this word, the segment we do, FMK, yes. F, marry, kill. Mm -hmm. Joe Rafinha, our good buddy, ruined J. Ruff. He always right. calls in on our phone line. From He's got the Nicki Minaj seat right here. Yes, he like does. Sixers game. <laughs> and he always calls in, yes. and then he leaves a phone call. Well, Robin last night said, we're going to produce this baby. Mm -hmm. Joe is so good, so we now have a produced FMK segment. Ah, nice. So that. it's all produced. Joe's Twitter handle's on the video. Right. We're going to put it up on the video <laughs> screen for people watching it. And by the way, are we live on YouTube right now? We are live on that. YouTube. So if you want to watch the show live, now. how about RedTube? Because we have no Red. That's oh, later. Right. When we added it down. That's the after. A lot of our audience, you know, <laughs> yeah. they like to multitask. <laughs> You know, it's very confusing, though. They do have a red YouTube, which has oh, okay. nothing to do with exactly. red really? tube. We're not that? on red tube or red confused. YouTube. Yeah, you got to yeah. be the real. It's got to be a real deal. <laughs> it's very so, confusing. So hands free. Our good friend Brian uh, Brian Martell says we know we're going to do this thing. Let's do a webcam. Of course, our good friend Nathaniel Dotson videotapes it, multiple camera shots, and we put that on our YouTube channel. But tonight. We're for the first time, we're doing a live webcam. So people oh, who no. normally would listen to us on Mixler when we're doing this live on Wednesday nights, now we're able to see us and hear us, right? And the sound quality yes. should be absolutely no, I mean, perfect. It should right? be. I mean, we're having internet problems, though. The internet on Verizon right now it could just be the internet. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Are you having Verizon now? Well, I'm just saying that, that that's what's that's here in the theater. And we that's have two hardwired internet. I connection. should go back to Sprint. And Robin got me to drop Sprint. Right? A, a year and a half yes. ago. Because we were having trouble with my Sprint phone that I had for 20 years. Mm -hmm. I'm never so going to live in So I town. dropped Sprint, mm -hmm. and I love Sprint. Right. When I lived in L.A., Sprint, I would get Sprint. I would go out on cruise ships in the middle of the ocean. Mm -hmm. And you were And fine. I still have a cell service. Yeah. But here... Now you can't go in the kitchen. No. Uh, so now... So Robert says, oh, no, let's get Verizon. It's better. No, it wasn't because, it wasn't because of me. It was because we were on all sorts of locations. <laughs> you need somebody to blame, Robin. Come on. Remember, so, remember the Charles Barkley interview? Yeah, and it was oh, terrible. Yeah. So, so we panic, and we go out, and we drop Sprint. That was in the lobby of the... I remember that. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the so bottom. then I got to go out and buy 15 new phones. Yeah, yeah. have to spend $8,000 on phones and, and new service, and right. I pay more than I did for Sprint, mm -hmm. right? And now a year and a half later... Verizon sucks. Exactly. I am so the moral to the story is whatever you have, just stay with it. Right. Don't well, change is, plans. We're talking about the hardwired internet right now. The it's the same company, though. Yeah. I know there's, well, I know no, there's Verizon there's, Wireless. And there's Verizon Wireless and Verizon Fios. Fios. And Isn't right what now, is? whatever's going on right now is, is not. It's an is what it is. Maybe it's it's the play, is a plate in your head like, interfering with the. No, uh, I don't hear that. I did watch the X Files, though. I get that signal in my ear if anybody saw the X Files. Right. It's a conspiracy. It's high pitched tone. And then your head explodes and blood comes out of your right, eyes. Exactly. Yeah. So you're not an X-Files fan, nah, right? I, I saw you ripping watch. it the other night. I was ripping it a little bit, yes. I never liked it when I was growing up, but then I started watching well, it Why were we night. doing all these 90s shows all of a sudden? It's a great show, though. I mean, I'm telling uh, you. It's a, if anybody X-Files fan and anybody watched the reboot, it's tremendous. Love that Although, stuff. Uh, okay, but I have to say that the reboot, that the opening episode was all over the place. Yeah, you know, I, I heard it was pretty good, I mean, according to people no, who watched it. No, I mean, it, it was, but it, it sent you in a completely different direction. It was all over the place. And then they come back with the second episode, the night after, and they don't even reference the first episode. Because the first part was to get all the loose no, ends out. and yes. Because the X-Files had been shut down, right. and then they had to find a way to reboot it. So they, they cleared all right. it all up in the first episode. Second night, they're back in business. Right. X-Files, Mitch Pileggi, who was the, uh -huh. his, the uh, FBI guy, right. they start the X-Files up again. And there's all kinds, and it's always crazy. So, so that's so anyway. going to be an every week thing now, I guess. No, it's six episodes. All right, just six. By the way, well, before we get to it, because I want to bring Eddie up here, but we, yes, i got to go please. through something. I noticed something over the weekend, that, and I don't get this. You know, we do a lot of crazy things in the world. Yes. Tattoos. A lot of people love ink. You know, I don't have tattoos, but I don't, I don't mind. If people have tattoos, go out and get them. But, you know, there's a lot of things you can erase in your life. Mm -hmm. You can erase 
your girlfriend. Your memory. You can erase your marriage. Right. You can erase your memory. Right. You can erase... Uh, you can erase your browser history at you work. Can, you can erase your browser history. Right. You can erase your gambling <laughs> debts by, by picking right. my, uh, taking exactly. my picks. By parlaying it. Yes. One thing you can't erase very easily, uh -huh. and that's a tattoo. Yes, that's correct. And I don't get the, the rage that's been going on the last 18 months. You've seen this all. A bunch of guys decide to go out and get inked up, mm -hmm. proclaiming their favorite teams were going to either win the Very Super smart. Bowl or at least be in the Super Bowl. Let's start off with the first guy, Arizona Cardinal fan. I mean, this is a really professional job on his leg, right? right. This is a week before they played in the championship game. He right. couldn't have waited until Monday. Right, exactly. So he, he did call Carson Palmer, though, mm -hmm. to ask him help pay for the painful remover, but the phone call was intercepted, unfortunately. <laughs> and then we have the overconfident Patriots fan up in New England. Did you see this guy? No. The guy gets a, a, he has a whole array of ink anyway. Uh, he gets a Patriots Super Bowl 50 tattoo. Uh -huh. There it is, really nice. Genius. The premature jocularity on the back of his leg, so it's more Jocular. visible. But he has 200 tattoos all over his body, right. up and down his neck. He just could have added AFC divisional round champs above right. that, though, if he wants to fix it. And then the worst up. guy is this oh, guy here. This, last, guy. this guy in September. <laughs> this September, he decides to get it on his neck right. of all places. Got I mean, him on the, the neck tattoo. You got him on your leg. You got him on your back. You can hide them. You can't hide a neck tattoo. Right. What right. did you guy, turn that into? I don't know. And then, and then, of course, last year, cowboy fans. Every year they go get tattoos. And every year since 1996. Well, yeah, yeah. That's win. that's just this guy got that before the uh, 2014 season. Right. And then, of course, the one I don't get at all. And they've been doing it every year. Mm -hmm. Detroit Lion fans. Oh uh, yeah. Detroit yeah. Lions who've never even been in a Super Bowl. At least right. the Eagles have been into. Fifteen. Detroit Lion fans. There it is. Horrible. And if you go back and look on the internet, they like every year Detroit Lion fans are getting championship yeah. tattoos. Exactly. They're very hopeful. And then of course finally the Seahawks fan. Mm -hmm. Seahawks fan. This guy was close, and mm -hmm. the tattoo actually does is not that bad when you get to see it here. Right. He was pretty accurate. The guy had back to back. Because they won the Super Bowl, then they go back and should have won the second one. They should have won, So right. the guy gets a tattoo which says back-to-back -back Super Bowls. If uh -huh. it's not for Pete Carroll and that stupid and that call. that moronic play, exactly. So the guy gets it, and he's like, hey, you know, what am I going to do? So you know what he did? He went to his buddy to try to get it erased with sandpaper. Ah, oh, that's good. And the guy's using sandpaper that'll work fine. to try to erase the train. Sure, that'll work. No problem. <laughs> that's good. No, not at all. Now he has mercy. Congratulations. Now he has mercy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Right. right. Is that unbelievable? Was it worth it? So there you have it. Those are all the uh, That's ridiculous. dumb people who decide to get tattooed. I know there's no Cleveland Browns uh, No, the Cleveland Browns, there, at least they're smart enough right. to even to attempt to try to get use, you know, marker. a tattoo. Yeah. But the Detroit Lions? Yeah, that's really, you know. And the Eagle guy. That's, that's the, yeah, you the know, Eagle I hate guy. to rip the, my own local uh, friends here. <laughs> if you're going to get an Eagle Super Bowl championship uh, tattoo, right. are you going to get it up on and the, the neck side tat. of your neck exactly. where everybody can see it? That's yeah, right. And I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what can you do because you, you can't keep that. I'd have to wear a turtleneck the rest of my life. Exactly. No, they're gonna, he's going to turn it into something else. But I'm like trying to imagine like what can you turn that into? That's yeah. Gonna you know, the only something. way to do it is to do the whole neck thing. Right. Is to go all the way all around. around. Get, yeah. You know, you get the ink all the way up underneath your chin. Exactly. The guy with the Patriot guy, he has ink all the way all up over underneath that. his chin. He has chin a line. turtleneck already. I may go that look too eventually. When I become a beach bum, and I, I'm going to do that look. Right, because you're not going to care at that point. Exactly. I'd be like, yeah. Nah, like, I, don't I, don't like, I don't like any. I don't even like getting blood no, or I getting, don't, a, I getting no an way. injection. No, you think I'm going to do 100,000 needle pricks to Tony, get yeah. ink this in is what, Tony would do the same thing that uh, Craig Shoemaker did. 
He'd have uh, the little, yeah, little remember dot. That? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he would have he would have the tattoo dot. <laughs> and that's his t- yes. his topic yes. conversation topic at the bar. For those of you that don't know, Craig Shoemaker, a great friend of ours, comedian, he showed us his tattoo. He thought he was going to get a tattoo, and he had the dot put on and couldn't do any more. And so that's what he has on his shoulder. He has one dot. He just left it there. Yeah. just left it. it wasn't, that's not the story. Now, Luigi, you don't have any ink either, right? No, absolutely not. That's you not realize st- that you, I don't have any tattoos. I don't Joe either. doesn't have any tattoos. You don't have any tattoos. But I guarantee you, I know Robin have. has tattoos. Yes. Natalie, do you have tattoos? No. No, no tattoos? Oh. How many women in the audience here have tattoos? I want to hear cheers. I want to hear, I want to hear applause. <laughs> See? <laughs> the women love the, the ink. I know. I love now, the it's ink. funny because I and wanted I love the a tattoo. Before tattoos were hot, I mm-hmm. wanted a tattoo, but I'd never wanted one visible. I wanted mm-hmm. one. It was just for me, and it was something private. So How, you can, how can you see private. if it's just for you on, on the back of your, ne- on the back, of your uh, back? You could have just got a what, Women don't see tramp stamps. Guys do. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Usually at Walmart. <laughs> can I explain? <laughs> Let me just really... The whole tramp stamp thing. <laughs> I did research, and I found out that there's only a few places on a woman's body that pri- like even like post-pregnant, if you get it before you're pregnant, before you have children, there's only a few places on a woman's body that will not stretch and make uh, right, you know right. what looked like a cute little like butterfly into yeah. Mothra. I've researched, so, <laughs> I've researched plenty of tramp stamps. Also, yeah, Mo- and Mothra reference. <laughs> Love Mothra. Well, yeah, me too. One so, of my favorite foes of God's name. Absolutely. So absolutely. I, I like I, a hedra, the three-headed one. Because yes, I yes. wanted it hidden, I didn't want it on the back of my neck. Because that was one spot that doesn't stretch. I didn't want it on an ankle, which also doesn't stretch. So the Hillary's ankles stretch, don't well, they? Yeah, those, those, yeah. those Aren't they called ankles? Why do they she, call them She could use billboard space on those things. Oh, so man. I, I mean, I, I went with right above your tailbone, which is the one spot that really doesn't stretch very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've noticed that. And then that. all of a sudden Over it turned into a... Tony's a witness. <laughs> <laughs> and then, All right, enough of this tattoo. I really, I know. That is why I went with that location. It gotcha. had nothing well, to do with Well, you know, it's location, 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 location. We'll be posting pictures of Robin's uh, tramp <laughs> yes. stamp no, later on. That sounds good. For all you guys who want to go home and Does wonder Robin's what it's Robin's tramp stamp about. have a Twitter account yet? Yeah, no, Robin's tramp stamp will have a Twitter account. <laughs> we'll have account a buddy under the night. Before the yeah. show is over tonight, exactly. I guarantee you. Exactly. <laughs> and by the way, I want to thank our buddy Rich Vittori over there at uh, Moonshine Philly for bringing over some oh, food tonight. So delicious. Always, we have so many great people, and Rich Vittori, Moonshine, mm. one of our great spots. Great we spot. always give away gift cards. We have them on the wheel down there on Moya Mensing Avenue. Some gnocchi with chicken. Nice. And, and pesto I came in late. I got I got yeah. chicken in there. It's and he black made some... and chicken pesto gnocchi. Yes. And there are the Waldorf chicken salad sliders mm-hmm. and his world famous um, hummus with pita bread. And the hummus has uh, quite a kick to it. Poblano peppers. Yes, Poblano delicious. peppers. Nice. A little nice now, kick to it. For those of you who are expecting... Um, Expecting children? We have a pregnant people? Yeah, really. Yeah, no. Exactly. For those of you who are expecting to I've been have a moody. Um, Hog Island uh, hoagies tonight, mm. he is still going to do it. Um, but unfortunately, his supplier, because of the snowstorm, was unable to deliver the quality meets, and he refused to do anything yeah, less Philly's than Hog Island. They're the hottest food truck now in the Delaware mm-hmm. Valley. Great sandwich. Yeah. What is your name again, sir? Your first name? Mm-hmm. Joe. Joe no, does a job. great job. Have Hog Joe's Island. Here so, Go check them out. Yeah. So we, we um, last minute, Rich uh, with Moonshine, he's a longtime fan, longtime friend, and um, he supplies us with gift cards. He was able to come through last minute, and we will have the Hog Island soon. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly right. In the meantime, let's bring up our guest. This guy... 
rising star. The champ is here! Another guy, I believe he grew up in Kensington, right? The champ right? is here! That's where he's from. I mentioned the Danny Garcia from Juniata Park. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the number one contender, UFC lightweight. You saw him beat the former UFC lightweight champion, Anthony Pettis, up in Boston. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Eddie Alvarez in the house with us here tonight. I don't think Eddie has any tattoos either, do you, man? You inked up, man? Just one. Not a tramp stamp, though. Guys don't get tramp stamps, do they? We got him on now? Is his mic on? I thought you had him mic'd up beforehand. Hang on now. We always go through this. I don't know why we don't make up our guests. This is the shorter one, and it's supposed to go. We're micing up Eddie right now. And hopefully he's going to be on here in a second. You guys micing? It's underneath his shirt, so pull it out there. Oh, yeah, just the, the mic. Then pull out the mic. I just, so nothing Lu- else. Though. Luigi, for your edification, it <laughs> it's switched back around correctly so that Joe is on the Joe's mic. Okay. All right, now we got you. I don't know how that Joe, happens. say something. I want to make sure you're on. Testing, testing. Joe's on. One, two, not one, on. two. Testing. Joe, you plug. Make sure you're plugged in, Joe, in your box. Plugged in. Joe's in. Eddie's in. Eddie, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate you coming by, man. I'm excited to be here. All right, let me make sure I get that mic straight here. You guys see, the problem with mics with these lavaliers is if you're wearing a pullover shirt, it's impossible to get them lined up with their mail. But if I had it, if I had an upper body like Eddie, I would wear a pullover shirt all the time too. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to. <laughs> I feel like I need to defend a choke right now. <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in a vulnerable position here. Robin's going to put him in a choker. Robin's got a pretty good ground game. Be careful, man. And she's tall, too. She's 5'10. I don't know if you can wrap around and get her down like you did Anthony Pettis, who's, by the way, congratulations, man. That was a great. This guy's a great former champion, Anthony Pettis. Thank you. And I know you went the distance with him, and you're wondering did you know? Because obviously it was a very, very tough fight goes the distance. you got to wait for the judges to determine, did you know you won the fight? Because I know every fighter thinks he won if it goes the distance. What were your feelings? When did you know or think that you had that fight won? I'm the complete opposite of that fighter. I I assume when I go back after every round, I assume I lose. I have a bad vision of of myself fighting. I need need my coaches to tell me, you won that one, you lost that one. But this was one fight in particular. When, When the fight was over, I knew I won. I knew I I, I dominated the position and, I, and I, won, I won the fight. So when I heard split decision, I was a little shocked about that whole that whole ordeal. Now I saw it's interesting because CM Punk, the former wrestler, is is training to be an, an MMA fighter, and he apparently is going to fight later on this year. But he and Anthony Pettis, I guess, are on the same team. Yeah. And I saw an interview with with CM Punk saying that uh, you were great in that fight and you did the right thing. And and Anthony Pettis has to work on his. Wrestling moves, his ground game. Yeah. You knew that going in, right? Yeah. You see, there's a lot of fans who don't understand the sport fully, and the the sport is you're not. It's not just to go out there, throw your hands, and hopefully you land a punch and beat the guy. And that's what a lot of fans want to see. But there's a strategy to it. Um, some guys are weak wrestlers. Some guys are weak stand-up guys. And I, I'm a veteran of the sport. I'm good at everything. I don't consider myself great at one thing. But uh, Anthony has a deep hole in his wrestling. It's not good. So it would be foolish of me not to stick my finger in that wound and wiggle it around a little bit. So that's what we did on, on Sunday, and we secured the win. So that was, uh, that was the idea. That was the game plan. And it worked, and obviously. And now, you know, you've, and one thing we've got to, we, we love about what you've done, and this is why I think you're 
you've moved up, is that you're taking on the top guys. You're not fighting all these guys who are nobodies. You're taking on, you know, the, the Donald Cerrones and the Gilbert Melendezes and the Anthony Pettises. And that's why Dana White, who's a good friend of mine, is got, has got to have you ready to go next. So what's the next move for you? Because you, you have to wait for the, uh, the Dos Anjos and the uh, Conor McGregor decision to figure out what's going on? March, March 5th, the, the total fight's going to happen. Um, for me, I want, I want to bring him back to Philadelphia. The UFC hasn't been here, so, you know, I, I, need, a, I need a fight in a, in a manner and in a way that makes the bosses come back to Philadelphia. It says uh, there's another guy, Paul Felder, who's up and coming, who's a Philadelphia guy, mm-hmm. um, my, myself, and hopefully there's a couple other guys, just to give them an excuse, say, hey, the fans want it, and we have the right guys who are putting on exciting fights, let's go back to Philly and, you know, give the fans what they want. So. Now, I, I've been in the UFC. I, I, when I was in L.A., I got to meet Dana White back in 19... Actually, it was 2001 when I first met Dana White. I was doing the best damn sports show. And back then, you know, MMA, UFC was, was not well known. It had been around, but, you know, there were some veteran guys around there and the Tito Ortizes and those guys were the big stars. Yeah. And so when I, met Dana, when I met Dana, we always had UFC fighters on a lot of MMA guests on that, on that show, and people were like, what are you guys doing? But we knew early, and Fox got involved, and it was a big, big deal, and the UFC has blown up. And I remember interviewing Dana right before UFC 100, and here we are up to, what, like 197 now. So it's, it's unbelievable how huge it's gotten in this uh, Let me tell you a story. My, my first fight was in a, was in a basketball gym, <laughs> and I, I think I paid the promoter. Oh, excuse me. Don't worry about I, that's all right. We're I right. paid the promoter 250 bucks so I can fight, <laughs> which <laughs> it didn't make much sense at the time. And... Uh, I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make a career out of this. I'm paying this guy so I can go fight. <laughs> but uh, it, was more, it started off as more of a hobby. And like you just said, nobody was into the sport. It was just uh, the ultimate fighter wasn't even on yet. I just, I was a kid from Kensington who I never lost a street fight. So and I what thought, year was that? This was in, uh, I was 19, so I think it was 2003, um, was my first professional uh, fight. And um, I just... I, I was coming out of North Catholic wrestling, and I said, man, I never lost a street fight. I can fight. No one, no one could beat me in a fight. That now, what about Luigi now? You know Luigi's great. <laughs> Luigi always challenges. Everybody comes out here. I'm Luigi's not challenging like, Eddie Alvarez. You out of your mind? He can beat them in tennis. got a chip on he the shoulder. Look, I will, I will smack in tennis, okay? But I'm not getting in a, in a freaking octagon with Eddie Alvarez. It's not happening. Once he's okay? done with John Clark, he's going <laughs> to wipe the floor with this guy. I fight for food. He fights for money. Whole different story. Exactly. Right? Right. Whole different story. So now, growing up in the city, as I mentioned, Philadelphia is an unbelievable boxing town. I mean, the history of boxing in the city is, you know, I mean, it's maybe, maybe top three boxing cities in the world. Absolutely. I mean, the amount of fighters that have come out of here. So you're growing up, UFC, MMA is just starting. What made you say, I'm going to do MMA instead of boxing, which is primarily the Philly sport? My, my structure, my body, I'm not a boxer. I, I train with boxers. I'm a, one, a, a best friend of mine, Ray Robinson, is a very good Philadelphia boxer. But when I cross-train with boxers... I learned quickly that I'm not a boxer, and, and a lot of these boxers at the 147-pound weight class, some of them are 6'2", 6'3". So, like, I have to take a ton of damage just to touch this guy, just to get inside. So um, that, that wasn't my type of fighting. And coming out of North Catholic uh, and wrestling for them, um, and then fighting in the street, I realized that I, was, I wasn't the technical guy. I was a guy who just got in your face long enough till you quit. 
and <laughs> that was that was my style of, of fighting. So okay. yeah, and and boxing was more technical, and it didn't involve that sort of spirit of it, where you can wear a guy down and, and beat him that way. So um, this is definitely my sport. I can use kicks, punches, chokes, my wrestling. I can use everything, all my weapons, and uh, I, I understood that like at a at a early age, just from cross training boxing and cross training with uh, MMA. Well, I'm definitely where I'm supposed to be at. I don't, I'm not going to jump to the boxing thing, that's for sure. Now, Joe, you're, Joe's a, a boy. He's a South Philly street fighter back in the day. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do. He used to train there. You know where Smokey Estogie Joe's that's is? Right. That Stogie used to be Joe's. a boxing. It was uh, a boxing. That used yeah. to be a boxing on the second yeah. floor. Guys would go up there. There was a boxing gym there. And you remember so. Joe Hand out in the... Uh, Joe Hand, a good yeah. buddy, and... Uh, and so Robin and I have been fortunate. We've been to a lot of fights in mm -hmm. Vegas, all the big ones, and a lot of UFC events. So, so Conor McGregor is obviously right now is like the biggest name in the UFC. The guy's flamboyant. He, he, he talks the talk, and he goes out and walks the walk. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a flyweight or a featherweight, and you're a lightweight. So how does that work now? Would you have to get down if, if he wins and, and you get a shot at him? Or do you have to fight the lightweight champion? No, no. Conor's moving up to lightweight. Oh, is he moving? In this fight? I have to wait. I have to wait March 5th because Connor's fighting Rafael Dos Anjos right. in a title fight. So I have to wait to see who wins this fight um, and then figure out, am I going to wait for a title shot or am I going to take a fight before the, my title shot comes around? And a lot of it ha depends on whether McGregor wins or loses. Now, here's the question, because we hear this all the time with not just MMA guys, with boxers. They want to move up in weight or down in weight. And obviously... You know, Conor McGregor's moving up in weight to go from featherweight to lightweight. How hard is that? Because have you done it? Have you done different weight, weight groups? Or is it harder to go down in weight or go up in weight to, to fight? Always harder to go down. I, there's advantages and disadvantages to both. I started my career at welterweight. I started my career whatever I weighed. I promised myself I'm not going to cut weight. I cut a lot of weight in high school wrestling, and it takes the joy and the fun out of what you're doing because it becomes more about losing the weight than it does the sport. It actually, the, the weight cut consumes you and like beats on you physically, yeah, emotionally. I know, I've lost nine pounds <laughs> in a week, man. Yeah. I'm, ready to, I'm ready to start, I'm ready to fight well, anybody you, in here tonight. Yeah, you, you know I'm what I'm talking about, man. I'm ready to go jump on Dervis, man, and take him down tonight. <laughs> I got a ground game right here up on the stage, man. You come to you use the eye poke. <laughs> so... I um, I started at at 170, but then as I climbed the ranks at 170, I started my career. I went 10 and 0, but my first uh, my first loss at welterweight, I realized that as I got better, the guys started to get larger, and I started looking up at these guys. <laughs> so when I would just weigh 170 when I stepped on the scale, and then I go fight, I weigh 170. These guys were cutting down from 195, 200, 205, just to get the 170. And then the following day when they step in the cage, they weigh about 195, 200. So I was completely outside. So I needed to step down to the 55-pound weight class so I can, I can get that advantage and be with guys sort of my size. You know? So I, going down is always tougher because you've got to make the weight cut, which is terrible. Um, for most guys, if you don't know how to do it correctly, but uh, it's never never fun losing a bunch of weight in a small amount of time. I, it sucks. I just got we done know. with it. I just fought Sunday, what, I fought about 10 days ago, and I did my weight cut. It took about 10 days, and in a 10-day process, I go from about 172 all the way to 155, and then I 
Overnight, wow. overnight, I'll get back in the cage overnight at 172. So I'll put on about 18 to 17 How is pounds that healthy? overnight. Not how, no, nothing we do is healthy. <laughs> I never said that. I, I didn't say that. I so, said I did it. I didn't say okay. it was healthy. Okay, so let me, let me, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Yeah. So everybody knows that that's what you're doing. Yeah. Why are they making, like, because they know that you're really not. one idiot did it, and then everyone followed. But what I'm saying is that it. everybody knows that you're not really 155. Yeah. You are when you step on a scale on the weight it's, day, and then the next day you could put on pounns. Or you can, that's all that matters. Why, why do they, I mean, like, it, and they know that it's not healthy. Yeah. They know that everybody's doing it. They know that it's a lie. So why force you guys to do that? Nobody's forcing that? us. You, it's up to you what weight class you want to fight at. But since, <laughs> since the rest of the group is doing it, I tried, I, tried to, I tried to say in the beginning of my career, I don't care what these guys are doing. I'm just going to fight what I weigh. And I tried to do it. Right. And I actually was successful. I, was, I went 10-0. and I knocked out eight of them guys. But at the top, at the very top, when you're fighting the top 10 guys in the world, these guys are conditioned. They know how to get their weight down. They know how to get it back up. And when they get it back up, they're still functioning like a Maserati. They... they they got all their electrolytes back. Everything's back, so, and they're so functioning at a high level. My point is, then, why don't they make people weigh in the day of the fight? The, the, that, honestly, is the... that If they did that, it would change the Absolutely. whole scope. That'd yeah. be a great thing. I mean, I'm, I'm I think that, that, that it's like a no-brainer I'm for to that. Me. But the, the See, it takes a woman to it. figure that out. Yeah. Hello? You know why they... It's easy why <laughs> they do All they do, do is worry about weight. You know, because when we're, we're in Vegas for all these big fights... You know, the Friday afternoon before the fight, especially with the big fights, there are more people showing up for the weigh-in than right. a lot of people, and right. they're paying to go in. We were out for the last Pacquiao fight and Mayweather fight, and there, and they, there was a mob just trying to get into the yeah. MGM Grand Garden Arena just right. to see the weigh-in. They were like, so they were scalping tickets to get in. It used to be free. Now yeah. people are paying. So the actual weigh-in is as, almost as big as the fight. When you have a super right. height fight, it's in particular. I just, it just doesn't make sense to me because I think that it would, it would one, it would eliminate all those issues you were talking about. Yeah. Two, fighters could be healthier. It made it more enjoyable. And yeah. you guys wouldn't have to constantly worry about this back and forth and back and forth. And, and you, would, you would actually probably fight better because I can't imagine that cutting down that much weight in such short a time, it does something to your body. And then gaining back that weight overnight, that's not good That's going to happen to me. So. I'm going to gain it all back in San Francisco <laughs> next right. week. Well, so, they, I mean, I think that it would, it would, it would actually be for a better, stronger fight. It, it would. The, the UFC it did a good job. They hired the guy who caught Lance Armstrong just recently. Uh, USADA, it's called. Uh -huh. the, the Drug Administration. And they're putting all these protocols in line now. Like with, For this fight alone, I think I was tested three different times, 6.30 in the morning. People were popping up at the house. I thought they were Jehovah Witnesses. I love God. I love Jesus. I didn't want to hear about them at 6.30 in the morning. You know? So... <laughs> um, but they pop in, they do the drug test, and they're putting the same thing you're talking about. They're talking about this every day and trying to make it safer and better for the fighters. So I'm all for same-day weigh-ins. It would force a lot of guys not to, yeah. not to do what we're doing to our bodies. I know it's not healthy, but it's, it's two or three times a year, and I just consider it like a fasting. 
<laughs> I mean, I know a lot of professions do it. I, I mean, jockeys do it, yeah. uh, fighters do it, uh, weight builders, bodybuilders do it. I mean, there's all sorts of Luigi does it. I mean, he's a, he was actually, he actually gained Radio lost hosts 10. do it. I do it at nine pounds in a week. I got to learn how to lose it because people, you know, it's hard to lose nine pounds in a week when you're just not going on a special, you know, you're just watching, you're cutting down calories. But you guys can lose like five pounds in a day, right? I could do nine pounds in a practice, yeah. And one, wow. And one, and, yeah. Yes, go ahead, I, I so the question the guy, is just so because we have people. At actually, home Bridget, you come up to the mic. Yeah, yeah. Come, up to the mic. come on up to the mic here. Our good friend Bridget's here from Jersey. Yeah. She's a big, she's a big uh, MMA, UFC. She loves uh, UFC and then mixed martial arts. Do you have a good ground game? Uh, uh, that's a Bridget question. I know that's a personal question, but I think we've known each other long enough. More of a groper than a grappler. Great okay. Twitter followers. Sorry, Bridget. Barkley episode. Exactly. Ask the question again so that everybody at home can hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ask the question again so everybody at home can hear. Oh, I wanted to know what you thought about uh, the, the fighters being able to replenish, not being able to replenish after with IVs after you're cutting weight. With it, I, I thought originally I thought that was foolish that the commission that the USADA put that in, in line. I went to Jeff Novinsky, who is the the head guy of USADA, a great guy by the way, and he's he's doing everything he can in his power to keep us safe. He's, he told me personally what's going on is these guys who are doping and doing steroids and putting th these enhancements in their body, they go back to the hotel rooms and they flush their systems full of IVs so they can get it out of them before they take their pee tests and blood mm. tests again. So it needs to be to that extreme where they're telling athletes you can't IV just to stop guys from cheating. And cheating is... It's rampant in our in, in every ath athletic sport. I'm mm -hmm. not just going to say MMA. I've been in this sport for I've been in a number of camps and all around the country and the world. And cheating's huge. Guys do enhance. They do whatever they can because we're fist fighting in there, man. It's mm -hmm. a it's a fight. It's it is a fight, and one shot can end your career. So guys are doing everything they can to stop that from happening and to win. So. Um, this guy, Jeff Davinsky, he's doing a great job, and it's only going to get better for us. Me, personally, I've never did an enhancement drug my whole life. I'm not even big into supplements. Um, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge advocate of, of grab your cup, grab your mouthpiece, and go out there and fight. You don't need much else. So you're not so. going to do a shot of this beautiful Mars... Uh I, I, don't get me wrong. Okay. <laughs> we can do that. This is 100% French wheat, triple distilled. It's so you know it's good. It's healthy. It's vodka. good stuff. It's actually, thank you, Bridget. Let's give it up for Bridget. She's a huge MMA fan. Three times filtered, five times distilled, and uh, this is—they're going to be sponsoring my Super Bowl party out in San Jose at the Glass House. Great company, Mars, out in California, M-A-R-Z. And the Mars girls are going to be at the party, too. So everybody here wants to jump on a plane, get out to San Jose, and come to the party. It's going to be awesome. The Mars biggest screen of any facility in San Jose at our Super Bowl party on Super Bowl Sunday. And we're going to do a lot. We'll be doing it live, so you'll be able to hear it if you're not in, in yes. San Jose or in California. I know. California. It's really, I mean, it's almost worth it just to see the Mars girls. The Mars girls. They're painted. Yeah. So the Mars girls and the leather and lace girls. And the leather and lace girls. No, they're going to be body painted. So, so just imagine a woman, pretty much naked except for like a little thongy thingy, and she's painted all black, 
except for the front of her body has the bottle painted on it. So, so like it goes her down neck, her neck, and then it her becomes... Her neck is the bottle of the... or this, Her neck is the neck of the bottle, and then it... Don't we have that picture on the website? Um, I think we do. Luigi might be able to find it. But yeah, we have to find it. Our internet picture. is so slow. All right, right now, now we're going to do... Are you ready to do a shot? We're going to do a victory shot. Freddie Alvarez up here. Everybody get a chance to taste this. The folks at Mars Vodka out there in California, Mira Loma, California... Sent us a bottle. We tasted it with now, Brian. This is, this is the special vodka. This is the white cranberry flavor. White cranberry flavored vodka. Now, I hate flavored vodkas, and I don't want to rip any other companies, but Pinnacle <laughs> in particular, Pinnacle has like bubblegum flavored vodka. And yes. You go into the store, and it has all these crazy flavors, but the vodka stinks. With all due respect, it's not, it's not high-end stuff. This is good stuff, high-end stuff. But it has, it's white cranberry, and I like vodka cran. Like, just smell it. Just take a, take a whiff of it. It actually smells like It smells like cranberry, but it's not, it's not super, there's no sweetness to it. It's not sugar water. It's not, it's really, really nice. I'm going to give you one there, and Joe, you ready to have one, Absolutely. Man? This is good stuff. Thanks. You know how I know this is good vodka? Because when I drink vodka, and I don't drink cheap stuff, no, when you have, I don't normally drink <laughs> vodka on the rocks or vodka straight. I usually put cranberry or a little soda. I said, he said, the guy who sent this to us, Johnny Callison, by the way, is the guy's name. No kidding. I'm not making this Spelled up. Spelled the same and everything? I said, hey, I remember you in the 64 yeah, it was great, yeah. All-Star game. Exactly. You were the MVP of the 64. <laughs> How's the gallon doing? I don't know. He's not out there selling Goodness vodka. Goodness gracious! So anyway, he says, just taste this, room temperature, not on ice, not with anything in it, and tell me if it's not smooth. Robert, i got to pour you on here. Now, I'm glad we got these little uh, dollar yeah, like store that. shot glasses. We brought these. Very nice. I think they're supposed to be for, like, jello shots or something. No, right? whatever they are. They're, they're, perfect. they're perfect. They're perfect containers. Mm -hmm. So everybody's going to get a taste of this here tonight. Not a bottle, just a taste for just a second. A taste for just a second, yeah. And uh, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's uh, pour one out here. Well, we're not pouring one out. Let's raise a toast. Pour one down. Yeah, to Eddie Alvarez, the soon-to-be UFC lightweight yes. champion of the world. Salute. Now sip that. Oh, you you down? But I want you to now sip that, Robert. How good? Did you, did you just down it? Yeah, yeah. You got to sip it. Nah, it's a sipping vodka. Sip it. Come on. Uh, so good. It's so smooth, and you can. Yeah. And it's just the hint of that cranberry that. right in the yeah. back. It's smooth. Rather than rather than being overwhelmingly <laughs> sweet, where you kind of go, oh. No, I like, and I, I'm not a vodka. I don't drink fantastic. vodka straight, but it's smooth. If you sip it, it's even better. Tony, I mean, I, if you just do a shot, Tony, I roll you, it around in your mouth a little bit. We had a couple. We had just a couple questions come over for Eddie. Yes, absolutely. So Eddie, if you don't mind, uh, this yeah. one comes from James H. He says, um, other than UFC, now you fought in other. Um, Bellator, yeah, obviously. Bellator and things like that. But you've also fought overseas, and he, he wanted to know where was the hardest place you had to fight. Like, where was the most difficult place that you had to fight? Other than Kensington? Yeah. <laughs> Other than Kensington. <laughs> <laughs> At three in the morning. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I had no desire to fight in St. Petersburg, Russia. I it, that was one destination I didn't. I didn't want to go to. I think I flew out. I flew out like the day before the fight. Normally, I would go and get acclimated, but I just heard a, a bunch of things and was, I just I had no desire to go there and fight. I, ended up, I actually lost the fight <laughs> because of my lack of enthusiasm. But, um, they got good vodka over yeah, there. You could have talked yeah. to Putin. Exactly. Putin could have hooked no, you Putin, up, man. Putin was at the fight. Well, was, how about that? They, uh, about that? they said uh, the, Putin was at the fight and uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. And, and he didn't get you executed for, uh, for showing up? They said uh, after the fight, it was my very first loss in my career. They said, do you want to meet Putin? I said, fuck Putin. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I didn't want to... 
No wonder relations are so bad. Yeah. I, I was so I was so mad about losing that. What about Jean Claude Van Damme? Nah, nah, nah. F him too, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I fought um, Nick Thompson. This was when this is the when I realized that I should be fighting a lightweight. I, the guy was yeah. massive, yeah. But uh, you thought you were going to go over there, and then one of the uh, Klitschko brothers is going to walk yeah, out. Yeah. No, it, I mean, nothing against, you know, I have a lot of Russian friends, guys from Dagestan I train with and things like that, but um, I just, I had no desire. The people were kind of rude when I went. I, so I you psyched yourself out then, really, for this? I just didn't want to go. I'm like, ah, let's... Now, what was it? Be was it the idea or was it stories that you'd heard or what yeah. was it about that particular location in Russia? Even when I showed up, it was everything I thought that was in it. It was like kind of dark and Bunch of missing up. All the yeah. cars were yeah. dirty as shit. Dark. And, uh, <laughs> the, um, I think we tipped a couple people. They didn't give a shit. They looked at it. <laughs> it was like, it was all bad. I'm give like, them toilet paper. They love it. The food was good, though, right? How was the... Uh, they don't get any of that. Out. How was the weather? Yeah, yeah you yeah. should have brought over some toilet paper like exactly. we gave out on the show last yeah. week. Toilet Absolutely. paper and jeans. Yeah, yeah. Huge. Jeans. jeans are huge over there. Yeah. Exactly. And then, and then the guy that I fought was... Uh, he, got, he got drunk in the airport when we were on our way back home. And he said something like, "I have my kids and my wife for me." He said, "Ah, shut the kid, shut the kids up." And then we got, in a, we almost got a flight. Wow! In the airport. Oh, Did you win that one at least? In the St. No, Petersburg uh, airport, the, the guys, it was a rematch in the, guys, the airport. Wow! Yeah, the guys had the guns and stuff like that oh, in the airport. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we're like, uh, my wife smacked him in the head with her uh, pocketbook. So, oh man, yeah. that is awesome. Poor one for capitalism. Yeah. Exactly right. That's a tough if Philly girl. If we could girl. have gotten that on you, now she's from Philly too, right? Your wife. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So you, you don't mess with Philly people, especially after they lose. Especially after they lose. By your family, <laughs> and uh, we had one last one from Tim H. And it said, um, well, "It's basically kind of a two-part kind of question." It said, "What did you do before you turned professional? And if you weren't a professional fighter, what would you be doing now?" Um, I I was uh, going back and forth. I was doing concrete with uh, Ken Day Construction. I was with him for about four years. I was doing concrete during the day, and then I was chasing Dream at night, doing doing uh, fighting. So I was kind of doing that for about four years until I was got a big enough contract to where I can just fight. And uh, if I wasn't fighting, um, I don't I don't know. I I get nervous about this now because if fighting fighting can end whenever, I don't know anything that I'm more pa I'm passionate about. Um, I I'm passionate about fighting. If I wasn't getting paid much, I'd probably still do it. Right. Um, so I get nervous that I'm not passionate about something that like this. So I think um, in a couple years I'm going to have to, in these next couple years, I'm going to have to start maybe looking somewhere else, find something maybe I'm, I care just as much about as fighting. Well, a lot of, a lot a of while, athletes, man. they start um, investing or they start maybe taking some classes and they become, you know, real estate no, I think you should go back to concrete. There's so, a good, I mean, good future. Yeah. But in I mean, it, I mean it, I'm thinking of going back to concrete. But some of them get into like coaching or doing things like that. Would you be interested in staying in the industry? I do. I I do invest in real estate. We, I have oh, a project well, go. going on in South Philly right now that we're doing. But um, I invest in stocks. Um, I, I'm not a big jewelry guy or car guy, and 
I don't, I don't, I'm not into that stuff. I have four kids, so I'm real into just my wow. family and just uh, try to protect the money that we're making. And then hopefully we make enough to where, you know, we can do a bunch of cool shit when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> That's Very awesome. cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Good. So now you're gonna, so now you're gonna just lay low and drink vodka and uh, yeah, do the tour <laughs> and train, obviously. So the fight you have to wait for, as you mentioned, is March. It's UFC with 197, Connor, uh, Connor McGregor and Rafael Dos Anjos, the featherweight. Uh, but he's going. That's going to be. He's a featherweight, but he's going up. So this is a middleweight fight or a welterweight. Fight? This is a lightweight fight. Lightweight. He's fighting a lightweight champion. So he's going from featherweight to lightweight. Yeah. And McGregor wins. Do you then get a shot at him? What What has Dana White told you? What you're the number one ranked. Lightweight. Conor McGregor right now is making his own decision. He he has, you know, he he has the cards to make his own decisions. He's surpassed the UFC, which is where every fighter wants to be. Mm -hmm. So I don't I have nothing. The guy did a great job putting himself in the position he's in, and he stuck his neck out there in the meantime. So great for him. He um, the thing is, if he wins, the my. my the lightweight title, which is what I, I'm going for, if he wins that, it kind of messes up <clears throat> my chance because now he has to go back down to the featherweight division and defend that title again Why the contender sits and waits for him to come back up when he's ready to defend. So the UFC just gave him a pass to, to be able to fight for both titles. So I'm not... Although I am aiming him to win so I can fight him so we can get a big money payday, it's really, if he does win, it kind of screws things up for me and my training partner, Frankie Eggert, because Frankie is uh, the number one contender just like I am, just a weight class below me. So both of us want that title, and we have to wait for this guy, you know, this... this uh, Irish dude, the figures. Although I think, although I think, um, Dos Anjos, if he does the smart thing, which is take McGregor down and just beat the shit out of him, <laughs> which would be the smart thing to do because McGregor's terrible on the ground, then he wins easily. But a part of me feels like Dos Anjos is going to try to strike with him, and if he does, he's going to get knocked out the same way. <laughs> Aldo did, and well, I, call, I called that fight as well. I said, hopefully he's going to listen to this podcast and get some tips. I don't right. know if he speaks too good of English. So <laughs> we don't either yeah, on the show. Don't. That's okay. People <laughs> listen to this all over the world. <laughs> we were periscoping in South Philly in the snow, and people in Russia and all over the world yeah, were checking in with us. So we it was had, fun. Yeah, it was amazing how many people were checking. So in now you got to wait till March to find out, and then so how long can you anticipate before you get in? I mean, you'll have to have another fight before then, right? I mean, if McGregor wins and decides, hey, I'm not going to do anything now, I'm going to go back down and fight. And yeah, if, McGre if, if McGregor ends up winning that, then I'm most likely going to take another fight. If Dos Anjos wins, then possibly I'll, I'll, I can wait it out and just say, take your time, rest up, I'll be, I'll be coming after you in June, July. So I don't mind waiting June, July, sharpening, taking my time, getting ready. But if McGregor wins, we're not talking about another fight if I wait for a title fight until September? maybe the end of the year. Really? So, wow. Yeah. Um, we could go through the list of guys who are contenders right now who are close to me, who are in the top five or top ten, and take one of them on, you know, um, which I have my eye on a couple who are interesting. So Now, who um, decided this? Dana White decide that, or did you decide that? Ultimately, the UFC makes all the decisions, you know. I, I could suggest whatever I want, but ultimately, 
you know, their money's on the line. You know what I mean? They're, they're going to say, I'll suggest, I could say right now I want the title. They're going to go, you're going to wait. It's our, it's our show, you know what I mean? So we'll see. Hopefully they... Uh, sort of what Danny Garcia is going on in boxing because he's got to fight Amir Khan now that he won the vacated WBC yep. title last weekend. Does he? And, yeah, he's got to yep. wait because Khan is, he has to get, now that he won the title, the WBC title, he has to give Khan a fight before June or it's vacated again. Mm-hmm. So that's the pressure that's on Danny Garcia, who is a Juniata Park kid, who's a boxer and another great local talent. He's in a situation where he has to defend by June 1st, which is insane. Mm-hmm. When, and how many months we got until June? What it's uh, February, March. Four, I mean, it's four months. Four or five months. That ain't bad. He knocked Khan out pretty bad, too. I don't know. Um, but Khan's a big yeah. money guy. I mean, Khan's a guy who can – you talk about Conor McGregor – Khan's a guy who's got guys out there he can get big money fights what's he with. Ma- yeah, what's he making? What, what's he making a fight, Khan, now? Danny just got 1.5, I think. Yeah, but Khan knows that there – what I've been reading is that Khan knows that if he fights a couple of other different guys, those could be super paydays. If he fights Danny, it could be a big – but it's not going to be a $10 million payday. Nobody's going to pay a bunch because Khan already got knocked out the first time. I can't see that being a huge – money fight again do you think i don't i don't know i don't know i mean it depends and and, and obviously khan's a guy who's showy you know he's a brit he is he's a, he's a good fighter but Gar- garcia you mentioned beat him back in what in the fourth round standing knockout 2012 so he knows he danny garcia's already beaten khan unfortunately he's going to have to give him a rematch uh by june to, to to so or else he loses the wbc title and of course he has the he has the wba and he's got the uh the what was it the uh Ring Magazine Championship and the all these other ridiculous IBF, IBF, WBA. I know it's a title defense, but there's you know there's all these other guys. There's an IBA, uh, IBF champ. There's a WBA champ. He's the WBC champ. So then you can have a unification fight. You know that's the problem when you've got all these different groups. Yeah. And there's like the WBC was the vacated title that he just won by beating uh, by beating Guerrero. It's it's a lot, honestly a lot of it's about perception anyway. So like the the belt means shit if you only fought one guy to get it. So what does the belt really mean? It's more perception for the people, for the fans, for whatever. But um, you know, if it means having to give up the belt, I don't think the belt don't mean anything to the fighter if it doesn't mean they're getting a fat check at the end of the day. Yeah, you know? it, I'll give up the belt if you're going to give me, you know, a couple million dollars. <laughs> you can have the you belt. Take the belt. Sort of like the Oscars, right? I mean, yeah. everybody's going crazy about the Oscar. Would you rather have an Oscar, you know, or $100 million? Yeah, at my, belt, at my belts that I've won, I've honestly, people come my house. I use some of them for door stops. Really? <laughs> They're like, hey, Stop man, the breeze gonna, from coming in. Yeah, they say, you're going to put this in a case? I'm like, I don't give a shit about it. <laughs> it's, over, Fred, it's over with. When Freddie so Mitchell comes back to town, let him borrow your belt yeah. so he can hold it up as the people's champion. Tony, yeah. Amir, Amir Khan got just under 700000 700000 Yeah, what, just for his last? Yeah, for the last. So he, what he's going to do... Whether he knows he can beat Danny or not, he's going to take one point something right. yep. for the payday. Mm-hmm. He don't give a shit whether he can lose or not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, good for him. I am, in particular. You know. So the question was, yeah, do, do you feel that the fight, fighters are getting shorted because of the whole Reebok thing? Yeah, the, the, the fighters uh, overall aren't because a lot of these guys weren't making anything. So all the, the younger crew of guys are making a good, they're making out with the Reebok deal because they're actually getting something. Guys like me, I've been in this sport for thir- 13 years, 
Reebok decides they're going to pay me 2500 bucks to wear their shorts. I'm like, that's a Costco order for me. I got four kids. So, like, I, I, I'm not, that ain't going to do, that ain't, you're not exciting me much about doing that. But uh, for me, when I signed with the UFC, I never depended on sponsorship pay to pay my bills. When I signed with them, I got a, I got a, I made sure that my contract was correct, where I was happy with just my fight deal and didn't have to worry about sponsors and them other things. But I know a lot of guys, they're not, they're not. They're, well, hey, you're, there's always an exception when you bring in 60 million, 70 million per fight to a company. They're gonna bend the rules a little bit. So it's a bit, it's a, the fight, business at the end of the day and the fighting the longer i've been in the sport the fighting part has a lot less to do with it than the business part <laughs> well and it's amazing because you're seeing in boxing rings you're seeing ads on boxers are allowed to promote things on their butts on their uniforms the rings are all covered now you never saw any of that stuff yet ufc guys are not allowed to do that when and they were they were doing us a favor in the beginning by letting us do that so like a lot of guys are saying oh you you took this away from us. They were kind of doing us a favor. They're, they're the show. They're the company. So by allowing you to have sponsors and things like that, they're doing you a favor as an athlete. And I know guys were making a hundred grand just on their shorts, you know, just their shorts and maybe making anywhere from fifty to a hundred thousand dollars. Um, so when they did Reebok and did this whole pay scale, a lot of guys were like, man, I was making a hundred grand. Now I'm getting twenty five hundred bucks or something like that. So. Um, a lot of guys are feeling slighted, but... Uh, but you could, I mean, if you win the championship, you could get your own separate deal from a different company, right? Not necessarily Reebok, which is a, you know, the, the shoes and the pants and all the other you stuff. You can only do out of cage sponsorship. You absolutely have to wear Reebok when you step in that cage. No, I'm talking about outside of it, yeah. Out outside of it, some other company comes to you and says, hey, you know what, we want you to be our guy. But you can only wear their stuff to non-UFC events. So when I go to weigh-ins, when I go to my pre-workouts, when I go to anything that UFC throws, their events, you have to be wearing Reebok, and they're very strict on that. Um, if you have an out-of-cage sponsor, like whether Nike comes on board, it would, wouldn't it make sense for Nike to, to do that conflicting? It, it would, yeah, I'm not even talking about a Nike confuse, or an Under Armour. I'm not talking yeah. about a, an apparel company. Just say... I don't Anyone. know, some the, say, vodka, like, the vodka company. The vodka company yeah. comes and says, Hey, you know what? Eddie, we want you to represent us, man. You're gonna Eddie Eddie Alvarez, Mars Vodka, that's your deal. Hundred percent. Yeah. Those are decisions that have to be made. And speaking of decisions that have to be made, it's time for the biggest decision of the night, which is our, our FMK segment. Do we have it? You ready? Oh, to yeah, do we're this, ready. Man? We're ready. You know the game, right? You know the yeah. game? Yeah. Let's play the game with Eddie Alvarez, ladies and gentlemen. Our favorite game on this show, FMK. <laughs> Like officials tonight. Yes, produced. Robin Hanato. Since we just had Snowmageddon 2016, tonight's F. Mary Kill theme will feature ladies that'll definitely keep you warm at night. Tonight's participants are an ice skater turned part-time fighter and all-around train wreck, Tanya Harding. Two, a great actress who surprisingly accepted the role of Mama and the Waterboy, one Kathy Bates. And three, don't hate her because she's beautiful, former Pantene girl and weird science star, you are Kelly LeBrock. Time's yours. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Joe Ruffino, by ladies and gentlemen, who calls in and he forgets us the three contestants every week. 
And because he's so good at it, Robin actually is now producing that on yeah. a video. Instead of me holding up a piece of paper with the contestants, we even have Joe's uh, Twitter handle with his. Yes. What is that, an orangutan or a gorilla? <laughs> what is that? Yeah, it's in the primate family. Though. Yeah, it's a primate. Yeah. Why did you pick a primate as your uh, no, Twitter isn't avatar? The, um, isn't that the orangutan from the, uh, the Planet of the Apes movie? I think so. I don't know. Yeah, someone gave the finger. Oh, okay. I didn't even realize he was flipping mm-hmm. the bird. Yeah, he's flipping. All right, Dan, you ready to play the game now? We have the three contestants. F, marry, kill. You know how it works, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. All right, now, which, which one of those three uh, young, lovely young ladies would you uh, F, marry, or kill? I was F the last one. But Kelly LeBrock, now you saw her in picture. Weird Science Days. <laughs> Wait a minute, you, you saw her, it happens to a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Weird Science Days, awesome. Later Days, not so awesome. Not so awesome. <laughs> but she was hot. She's still pretty, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's she not. Like, she was married to... Uh, Steven Seagal. Steven, Ke- Steven Seagal, yeah. before he became a total uh, yeah. whack job. Doesn't he live in Russia, too, Steven Seagal? Something, yeah. yeah. He goes there all the time. He's got the most famous skullet in history. Exactly. <laughs> you know, when I, I got to tell you a quick Steven Seagal story. So when I'm doing the best damn sports show, he comes on one day, and he wouldn't let the makeup people at Fox touch him. So he has his own makeup person. So he sits down on the set in the chair ready to go on, and they stop the taping, and he's, oh, no, no, I've got to go out. So his makeup lady runs out there, and he's got the fake stuff painted on his head and his hairline. So she goes out there and has to touch it up so it looks just right. And he looked awful. I mean, he looked absolutely awful. Yeah, I mean, you talk about a crazy dude, man. Steven Seagal off the chains completely. All right, so you're going to still pick Kelly LeBrock. Yeah. And then, so who would you marry then? I'm going to have to marry Tanya Hardy. She got a little, she got a little, <laughs> she got a little, vin- she got vinegar in her blood, I think. Yes, she does. Yes, she, she got more than that. Yeah. yeah. She got more yeah. than vinegar in that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Kathy Bates, as you mentioned in Mama and some of the other movies, but also in American Horror Story. She's yes. been great, like four, four consecutive seasons she's been on there. Yeah, we got to off her. Gotta yeah. You're going to kill Kathy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets killed anyway in every episode. Well, so. if you don't kill her, she's she going to kill you. She gets killed in every, every yes. season of American Horror Story. Now, I... See how he, this man knows how to play the game. Right, he does. Eddie yeah. Alvarez knows how to play FMK, baby. Now, we have input. He knows his heavyweights. We yes. have input from Chip Reed 2014 saying, <laughs> all right... I'm killing LeBrock, smashing Tanya, crazy broads are good in the sack, and I'll marry Bate. She's a good actress, so she'll bring in income. Married people don't bang very often anyway. Very good. Uh, That's probably true. That is genius. Real genius, uh, Kelly LeBrock. uh, Yes. Wow. It's good stuff. We really, really appreciate you coming out here tonight, man, and good luck to you. Stay in touch. Uh, did you really bet my Denver Bronco pick over the weekend? 100%, yeah. Oh, uh, see what yeah. I mean? I'm helping. It's called giving back, man. I take care of him with his stone cold lead pipe locks. Given the Denver Broncos, he takes care of the Delaware Valley, representing us as a soon to be UFC lightweight champion. Thanks for coming by. Ladies and gentlemen, Eddie Alvarez. And you got now, I noticed on the back of your shirt, you got your own uh, company now. What's your website on there? Uh, my Twitter, most people follow my Twitter handle. It's E Alvarez Fight. And on Instagram, E Alvarez Fight. Follow me, watch me. A bunch of family, I have a lot of family stuff. Uh, and fighting stuff. Family and fighting, that's all we do. Beautiful. So, cool. And yeah. you train here too, right? Yeah, well, I train, uh, I'm doing boxing over at uh, Harrogate where, where Danny was. Where Danny was um, so I'm still back in Kenston doing boxing. But I do strength conditioning in Marlton, New Jersey. Training with Frankie Egger and them over in uh, 
Ricardo Almeida is with Frankie and I'm Frankie as in Barbosa and I'm that whole crew. Well, if you got time in the summer and you have to wait, I'm going to do some concrete in my mom's basement. Yeah. We'll both go down there and pour some concrete, man. I used to do that stuff too. I got to dig out her basement. Pass. I got to get, I, I got to dig out 12, I got to dig out 12 inches and put four inches so I can have it. No, nice. someone stole my shoes. Oh no. Hey, let's put that out there on the show. Somebody if anybody stole my finds shoes. my shoes, man. No, we did a, the UFC did a segment where I threw, I threw my wrestling shoes up on the wire, my old high school. Well, when it aired on, on Fox Sports, someone went there with a, with a thing and took them. I don't know who. Wow, in Kensington? It was in behind North Catholic. Someone. Wow! And my, my friend, it is an outrage. My friend, my friend sent me a picture of a guy in a bucket cutting down. Oh, man, that is an outrage. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's sneakers all over the city really? for 20 years sitting exactly. up on, yeah, on electric wires, and you're the only one that went up and got. You can't leave anything laying around Kenton these days. Have you checked? Uh, have you checked eBay and Craigslist? Maybe you can buy yeah. it back. <laughs> really? Meet a guy in the parking lot. You beat the shit out of him. We'll get him for you, man. Uh, thanks so much, man. Eddie Alvarez, thanks for coming by, man. And we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with our second hour. Right here, it's the Tony Bruno Show live at Comedy Sports Philly. Our buddy Jervis is going to come up here. We're going to have more vodka, more food. And Ray Martin. And Ray Martin's going to join us, too. And uh, we'll have some fun, and we'll, we'll try to win some money here tonight, too. Stay with us. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Show starts in five minutes. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now with everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brushed nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. It's the flashback sale at Mattress Firm. Right now, get up to $400 off throwback deals on beds. Plus, we're celebrating the year we were founded with a special price from 1986. A Sleepy's Queen mattress for just $169. Talk about a totally bodacious deal. But hurry in, these awesome blasts from the past savings won't last forever. Your budget stretches further at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com sale.